Welcome, hola, what's good? Hey, y'all, hey, you are tuned in to Circle Up with Amanda Hurd. What's good, family? Happy Friday or whatever day it is that you're tuning in. Um, release day is Friday for us over here, so um, whatever day you're joining, hey, we love that you're here. Listen, this season, this episode is going to be a phenomenal episode. This season has been a wonderful, wonderful season. I'm so grateful that God is continuing to get rid of any residue that is found inside of me. Listen, I get to really grab hold of whatever it is that I release well before it's released. I feel like whenever God gives me something to share with you all, I'm the first partaker. So, I mean, he already starts to do the work well before the season even drops. And so that's always a good thing. That's always a blessed thing. However, what I found in this season that even as I'm going through the different episodes, he has been coming in and he has literally been dusting away all the residue that may have really found any type of of leave behind with each and every episode that has been released. I mean, I have just been feeling him cleaning from the inside out, episode after episode after episode. And so that's what excites me most because this episode that I'm releasing today is not something that he dealt with me way before the season started, but actually it's something that took place during the season. Now it was well before this episode, but it was during this season. So that's just a blessing. I'm glad to know that as I'm speaking about these things, he is literally working on my behalf. God is so, so, so good. You guys listen, he is amazing in everything that he does. He is so strategic and everything that he does. He is intentional about everything that he does. So that allows me, or it leaves way for me to just give him glory over and over and over again. This episode is titled, Prayer is Not a Punishment. And that literally is the first three words that he gave me one morning, or I guess that's not three words, that's what, four words? Prayer is not a punishment, yeah. So anyway, the four words that he gave me one morning as I found myself going to our place of meeting, going to our place at a particular time that we always um, or for some time have been meeting up at this time frame in this particular place. And he's been giving me everything that I've desired. I have access to anything that I want, the wisdom, the knowledge. I have everything that I need. Just being in his presence and allowing him to speak to me and help me go about my decisions, my choices for the day, just helping me figure out things that have been cloudy in my mind. He's been giving me clarity. He's been giving me provision, everything that I can possibly ask for. He has been meeting me at this place and meeting me with not always me first speaking, but sometimes him just saying, good morning, Amanda. And so when he first spoke these four words, it was a shock. Let's dive right in. So listen, I don't know about you guys, but um, I have learned that if we want God to really speak to us, now we hear that he's always speaking and we hear that he's always moving and we hear that, you know, God is a God that never sleeps. We hear all of these great things, but a lot of us have failed to experience him in those ways. And I believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that a lot of us have yet experienced these things because we don't really have a fine-tuned relationship with him. 
Um, I believe that just like any other relationship in the world, uh, if you have a relationship with your children, if you have a relationship with your husband or your, your wife, or if you have a relationship with your friend, or if you're um, starting, if you're trying to gain a relationship with a new friend or, you know, somebody that you're interested in, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, one of the main things that goes into relationship alone is conversation. You have to be able to speak to one another so that you can learn one another, that you can understand one another, so that you can get to know the, the deep things about one another. The more you talk, the more um, you begin to allow people to get a little bit closer to that space called your heart. And so the more you find things that you like about the individual is the more you'll begin to let your walls down or the more you'll begin to give a little more in the conversation and just simply the more you begin to trust one another. And just like that, God desires to have this type of relationship with us. And so um, I got to a place where I grew to really, really like prayer and the reason I liked it so much is because what was birthed out of it, like what came out of prayer. Prayer is really what kind of um, established my relationship with me and the Lord. It's like the more, in the beginning when I used to talk to him, I felt dumb almost. I felt like I was talking to nothing. I felt like I was talking to a brick wall, to be honest, because I would be saying God knows what, because I didn't even know what to say, if I'm being honest. I didn't even know what to say. I would literally go into prayer and be like, all right, God, I'm here. I don't know what to say. I'm just here. And I thought that in that place, he would just start guiding me and I would just start. And what I mean by that, I would start feeling or hearing or thinking about a certain thing to pray about. But mm -mm, it didn't work like that. Literally, that's all I got out. I was like, God, I'm here. God, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. And it would be so frustrating. <laughs> I would get so frustrated because I heard people say, well, yeah, I mean, all you have to do is just go there. And if you don't know what to say, just be like, hey, I'm here and I don't know what to say. And I expected this, this big voila, you know, to take place. <laughs> and, and it never happened like that for me. And so um, I remember that I didn't give up. Like I would, I wouldn't go every single day because I felt, like I said, dumb. So, but every time I felt led to uh, come to a place of prayer, every time I felt led to pray, every time I felt like, well, I need to pray because something um, is just not right. Something's not right. And so I would get back to that place and I would go to the same place I left off up saying, okay, God, I'm here. And I would add a little bit more like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm here. Okay, well, God, you're good. You know, I would add, I would add the little things that I heard people saying in church. I would add the little things that I thought you were supposed to say, but never really just having a conversation about what was actually taking place, like the concerns on my heart, the desires of my heart, what took place that day, what, you know, asking for guidance for the day. I just, I didn't know how or what to say. It was like he was foreign to me and I was foreign to him. It was like, even though 
uh, he, we're never foreign to him, but that's what it felt like. I felt like he didn't know me and I didn't know him. But something kept pulling me to that place of prayer. Whether that was somebody at church saying like, and we need to pray more. We need to find ourselves in prayer. Whether it was something that, you know, somebody said while they were praying or whether it was just somebody's life that I looked up to because they lived in a place of prayer. And so whatever it was at the particular time, it kept pushing me back to that place of prayer. And so the more I went in, the more little by little words I found. And then I remember going through my struggles, going through my hard times. And those were the times that I was able to find the most words in prayer because I would literally just cry out from that place of where I was. I would let him know how hurt I was. I would let him know what was bothering me. I would let him know how I couldn't take it. And it was like, even though I didn't have much words in that place, he literally would just come in and comfort me. And that's when I started to experience the goodness um, of what can take place in prayer. I started experiencing um, how when we begin to give him those things that are on us, he cares about them and that he will move on, on behalf of them. And so that's really what kind of drew my attention to prayer. And that's really what positioned me to keep going back. And it's like the more I went back, the more I experienced that. And then my prayers began to stretch. And then one thing led to another. Fast forwarding all the way till today. So this is now, you know, years of just praying and not always long prayers, not always short prayers, but years of just being in communication and being um, just in relationship with God. Uh, I grew to learn that the things that I want to know or the, the mysteries of God, the mysteries of the Bible, the mysteries of the world, like just different things you may have a little knowledge about, but you want wisdom in, the things that you kind of seek that are really deep and hard to find, I found that we can find them in him. And the way that we get him to respond, the way that we get him to give us more of him is when we give him more of us. And so I started putting away different things in my day and giving him that time. And so when I set this particular time away and said, okay, God, this is the time I'm gonna meet you every single day. This is the time when my house is empty. This is the time when no distractions are around. This is the time where I'm cutting everything off and it's gonna be just me and you. I would go into this space. I mean, my spirit would get so happy when that time was approaching that I would get there and it's like God was already there waiting for me. And I would go into prayer and I mean, you could just feel that the room was full of this, of this, host of angels and you just felt like you were in the presence of God and it felt so good. It was like the best high. You just keep chasing it over and over and over and over again. But there's something, there's another side to that, right? <laughs> and the other side to that is, is flesh. And so something that I really want to leave with you all is that, um, it's so important that we feed our spirit, our spirit man, our spiritual side. It's so important that we strengthen our spiritual side because one thing about the flesh is it eats no matter what. Like there's so many things around us to feed our flesh and it continues to gain strength 
all throughout the day. There's different things that we watch on TV. There's different musics and sounds that we listen to. There's all this stuff on social media. There's different conversations that we find ourselves in that kind of pull us more towards the fleshly desires. There's so much around to keep that flesh being built up, but there's very little time that we insert, you know, um, food for the spirit. And food for the spirit literally comes from reading your word. If you're honest with yourself, how much time do you set aside to read your word? This is a self-check. How much time do you really set aside to find time to just communicate with God? This is a self-check. Because if we're honest with ourselves, and there was just some imaginary tracker that showed up at the end of the week or the end of the day even, the end of the month, oh my gosh, and you got to see how much time you give God versus how much time you give the things of the world. You would, I mean, you might not be mind blown because you know this, but when you see it, it's, it's a whole nother thing. You're like, what? This is crazy. I need to make a change. It's almost like seeing that, um, that report that shows up on your phone that lets you know how much screen time you've been having. You're like, what? All these hours? I need to do something. And you're like, well, I'm not on social media that much. What type of screen time is it talking about? Like, how many times you find your eyes stuck in your phone? I don't care what you're looking at. Like, how many hours are you spending in your phone? How many hours are you giving this computer your time? And once you see it, it's like it shakes something up inside of you. And so if we were able to see how many hours, how much time we actually give God, we would be embarrassed. We would be embarrassed. We would feel shameful like, oh my gosh, I need to do better. And so coming to this place, if we don't feed our spirit, if we look at that little bit of time and we see how much we're actually giving our spirit, you will understand how weak the spirit is. You would understand how weak, how, how much stronger your flesh is at times than your spirit. And I believe this is why it's so important that we find ourselves in, um, in times of fasting, that we, that we find ourselves in times where we're literally substituting all the things that the flesh desires and giving more of what the spirit desires so that it has its chance to rise up and that we can really hear what God is saying, what God is doing, what God desires, what God needs from us. It's so hard to hear him when the spirit man is trying all that he can do to block him out. And so in this time frame that I set aside to say, God, meet me here, I would get so excited and I would just race to this place, but I still wasn't given my, my, my spirit man enough to override the flesh. So sometimes I would wake up and my spirit would be so happy to meet God at this particular time. But then my flesh would be like, not today. We are tired. Listen, we stayed up all night. Listen, we didn't get enough shut eye. Listen, listen, the body is just not here for it today. Look, your favorite show about to come on. Look, it's nice outside. The sun is out. You know you love the sun. Look, you just got paid. Hey, let's cruise the streets. Let's go hit some stores up. Let's go, you know, let's go have some fun. Ooh, you know, the water feels good today. It'd be a nice day at the beach. You know, the flesh is just always throwing all of these things at you like, ooh, let me do these things. Let me do these things. Let me do these things. And it's not saying that these things are bad things or these things are things that are going to send you to a place that you don't want to go. But I am saying that if your spirit man isn't strong enough to handle 
the, the, the flesh, then the flesh will win over and over and over again. And you will keep giving God less time and the, and the flesh more time. You will keep being more of the world than you are of God. And that is a scary place. Y'all know I love talking about these scary places because my, my purpose is to get you to be aware of how fearful it is to live in a place that is more further away from God than to be closer to him. But anyhow, so I get in this zone and I'm literally like, I don't feel like meeting him today. Like, I just, I just don't. It's like I do, but I don't. It's like my, my, my spirit man is like, yeah, I'm so excited. We about to hear from God. And then my flesh is just like, but I'm tired. You know, I'm tired. And so I get up out of the bed and, I, and I'm heading towards, you know, the place where I love to just have that moment of meditation with God and have that moment where I'm reading and praying. I'm, I'm heading towards that place, but I'm dragging. I take my time to make my coffee. I get out there. I'm hunched all over. I'm just, my mind just can't get on the goodness of him. Even though I woke up and Everything is working right. You know, I have breath in my body. Like, everything is working right. I mean, I can see. I can move. I have food. I have everything that I need in order for this day to be such an amazing day. Even though I am so blessed, I cannot get my mind in a place where I'm just like, oh, God, I just want to thank you. I can't find it in me to just say thank you God and so I get out there and I'm sitting down and I'm just hunched over and when I got used to God saying good morning daughter or you know where I got used to saying you know good morning Lord oh I'm so grateful this morning I was just like I'm here like I'm here and the very first thing I heard him say was prayer is not a punishment he said, it's a choice that is a privilege. And if I tell you that thing did not shake everything inside of me, <laughs> I would be lying. I literally set up so straight. I literally got my whole act together. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, I don't think this is a punishment. Like, I enjoy these moments. I'm so glad. I'm thankful that I'm able to hear from you because I understand that a lot of people just cannot hear from you right now. A lot of people don't take time to get into your presence and, and hear what it is that you have to say. A lot of people don't know what your voice sounds like, don't know what you look like. I don't take this for granted. Wait, what do you mean? And the more I try to explain myself is as if he didn't want to hear it. It's as if he was like, you drug, you came dragging into my presence. Like I made you come here. Like I twisted your ear and pulled you out of bed and said, meet me here or else. Like this, this is a privilege that I open myself to you, that I give myself to you, that your ears are able to hear what thus says the Lord. This is a privilege that you, you can come to me yourself. Nobody has to come to me on your behalf, that I am present in front of you and everything that I have, I'm giving to you everything that I have, everything that you need, anything that you ask, it is available to you in this place and you, you come dragging like I made you. You don't have to be here. You don't have to come. You chose to come. 
And because you came, because you asked me to be at this place, because you gave so much of your time, because you dedicated so much of your time to this place, you asked me to be here and I chose to come and meet you at this place so that now me and you can have this coffee breakfast together and we can chat and I can love on you and you can love like you, you set this meeting up. I didn't call for this meeting. You set this meeting up. Everything that you say, I honor. Everything that you ask for, I do. Everything that you need, I give. And now you come into my presence as if I'm making you. I can be anywhere else, but I choose to be with you. I can, I can literally turn my entire face towards you, but I choose to look towards you. This was your plan. This was your idea. I'm meeting you here, but yet you act as if it's a punishment. Y'all, that was the deepest, the deepest rebuke <laughs> I, have, I have got from, from him in such a long time. I felt so bad. I felt, I felt horrible. At the same time, I was so thankful how you feel horrible and thankful all at the same time? I felt like I just wanted to go back into bed and just try to have a do-over. Like, I just wanted to go back to sleep, back into yesterday, and then let the sun rise again, but it be today or that morning, and then get up and try it again. Like, is there a reset? Is there a replay? Can we do this again, God? Like, can we act like this never happened? But unfortunately... <laughs> There's no such thing as that. And so literally, I just, I just felt so bad. I felt so bad, but I felt so good because I was thankful that as the father that he is, he was able to get me in line. He was able to correct my posture. He was able to remind me of all that he is and all that he has, all that he does. He was able to remind me that this was an honor. This is a privilege that I'm able to do all that I can do. It's, it's all through him and without him, none of it is, is even possible. And when, because of that, I found myself full of gratitude. Because of that, I realigned myself. I felt as though he literally came into my heart and broke that branch that made me feel some type of pride, made me feel some type of, of, well, this is the type of relationship I have. Like, you know, with my head held high type situation. Like, he, he really humbled me in that moment. And I think that that's just a wonderful thing. I think it's a beautiful lesson to learn because so many times we go and, enter, and try to enter the presence of God in a place that doesn't really reflect how good he is. We act like he is doing like we're doing him a favor by praying to him. There's no, he can use anybody. He can choose anything. There has been word that talks about how he used a burning bush. He used a donkey before to speak. Like he does not need us. He does not need me, Amanda, to, to, do, any, to do anything in order to get his work across. Like he is God and God alone. 
But because he chose me, because he chooses to use me, that is an honor, that is a blessing within itself. And so I should never look at prayer as a punishment. And I believe that is so um, alarming to all all his people, all of his children, those that are called, those that are coming into um, just the calling of what, uh, in which he has called you, like, let's take a moment and examine our hearts, examine our prayer walks, our prayer lives. Like, how are we entering our moments of prayer? How are we entering our hour of prayer? How are we entering the time we set aside to be with him? Are we coming as if it's the end of the world, as if it's just this big um, damp, or dip in our in our day are we coming as if it's the worst thing in the world like we can be doing so many better things like looking on Facebook seeing what everybody else is doing like what is it how is it that we are coming into a place of prayer how is our posture in prayer this is an area where we can really self-reflect we can really check ourselves because if we're coming in any way other than giving him glory, other than excitement. And even if we're coming due to something sad, like if we're coming in a place that does not honor or respect that the fact that he is giving himself to us in that time frame, then we need to check ourselves. That's an area where we need to really ask that he comes in and prunes. And so I'm grateful, again, I say, that he literally came in and got me together in that place. And I pray that if anybody else has been dragging into prayer, if anybody else has been looking at prayer like it's the worst thing in the world, if anybody else out there has been struggling in their prayers because they just don't feel like the time that they set aside is is enough time or the time that they set aside is is worth their time or if anybody else is just struggling even setting aside time like even getting to a place where you're giving him your time that we be humbled that we allow him to break those branches to prune our hearts in that area and that we get to a place where we are excited about prayer. We are excited about what God has to say, what God wants to do. We are excited about being able to have ears that hear him. We are excited about him taking his time to reveal to us things that people are hungry to hear, that he is giving us things to help his people get through trying times, that he has given us words and comfort to be able to give the people that are out there hurting and in desperate need of him, that we are just the ones that he choose to be able to use in the land. We just really need to realign ourselves with how we're entering prayer. And so friends, I say, if this is you, if you found yourself in this place, allow God to prune that area in your life. If it's embarrassing, if it's something that you don't want to talk about, that's fine. But at least talk about it with God. At least acknowledge it with him. At least get bold enough to go into your secret place and tell him that you're sorry. Tell him that you love him and you never meant for it to go that way. And if, and if that's what it's been like, that you, you desire to have more moments with him than not. And that you just need to be pulled in the direction where you can learn how to give him more of your time. You, you just need a reminder. You just need a reset. Ask him. Ask him for the time. Ask him to show you where you can insert more of him. 
And whatever it is that he gives you, however it is that he decides to prune your heart, my prayer, my encouragement to you is that you freely allow him to. Don't go back and forth because this isn't the season nor the time for that. Don't go weighing whether you should or whether you shouldn't. Don't put it off. Don't put it aside any longer. As I've been saying, our next is going to be one of our best. And the only way I can confidently, continually say that is simply because I have been allowing God to prune my heart. I have been allowing God to rid everything that does not look like him, that does not feel like him, that is not a part of the plan or the will that he has for me. And so that lets me know that it's pushing me closer to the very thing that he's calling me to. And without all of these things, it has to be better than my now. It has to be better than anything I've experienced before. And if you are doing this as well, if you are following the steps, or if you are allowing each and every one of these episodes to really be a reality in your life, you're allowing him to really come in and clean your heart, then you can gladly, you can proudly, you can boldly say this with confidence too, that your next is going to be your best. Well, if that's all I have for you, I said for you all, I couldn't get that out. That's all I have for you all this week. I pray that something was said that's going to grow you, stretch you, reach you closer to your destiny, closer to the thing that God has for you. I pray that you allow this thing to truly pierce your heart and you allow the love of God to really come in and do the work that needs to be done in your heart. I pray that you are being pruned like never before and the reflection that you will let off to the world will be a reflection of God. Um, that's all I have. Well, love you lots and talk to you Monday. Adios, y'all. Bye.